Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go ahead and cook the bookie. We're down to four. In the NFL, and the Chiefs are one of those teams. Let's make some money. Julio Sanchez, sports machine, Sean Levine, talking betting and football and Chiefs for the next hour here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. What a week it was, man. So I'm sure, Julio, as a Jayhawks fan, you saw that KU-Texas Tech game. That was sick. That was amazing. And that was a day after. Do you see the Bill Sells record, by the way, on big Mondays at home? 34-0. He's never lost a big Monday game at home. It's nuts. Oh, and there was a game that happened the, the night before also, the uh, Chiefs. I don't know if anybody told you, brother. but a little thing. They, you know. they, they won the game versus the Buffalo Bills. And since this is a gambling show and a numbers show, if, you go, if, you're, if you're watching the game live on ESPN.com, and I think they do this with every game. They definitely do it with basketball and with football. And I think that FoxSports.com does it too. It'll give you the percentage chances as the game's going along that a team's going to win the game. And in the last minute, for in the last minute of the Chiefs game, with a minute left, the Chiefs were like 70-something percent. Then, with 13 seconds left, the Chiefs' Buffalo was 99%, according to ESPN, had the chances of winning that game. In fact, it said 99.9%. So the way I look at it, if you got a 1,000 ping pong balls that are white and one that's black, the Chiefs pulled that one, at least according to those particular numbers. It was – everybody said everything that could possibly be said about that football game. So we can we can put that one in the past year momentarily. But you look like you got something to say about it, Julio. Uh, so did you see the numbers? There was a stat out there with a percentage of – uh, I think it was like four games where Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is like less than 5% chance to win with like under two minutes, and he's like three and one. It's not just with under two minutes. You're right. I did see the stat, but you also have to throw in the Houston Texans game, for yeah. example, when the Chiefs were down, whatever it was, three touchdowns. I know it was early. I know the Chiefs had Superman. That was kind of when he was turning into that guy. On top of that, when you get down that big in a playoff game, that means that you're playing against another good team. That's how the playoffs work. So, yeah, I mean – we can talk about a lot of things when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. When it comes to clutch, I think he's proved that 
he's probably the most clutch player in sports right now. I can't really think of anybody. Yeah. Like, if you want to say, oh, this guy in the NBA or this guy's hit a couple of big, and I had come up with a couple of big hits or saves or whatever, whatever sport you want to talk about, even kickers, like with Patrick Mahomes, now we're talking about, because when it matters most in the playoffs, he doesn't just win these games. He wins these games in such crazy fashion where the team is down by double digits or they're down in the Super Bowl or they're down with 13 seconds left. Like you're not supposed maybe, maybe, maybe in a lifetime you win one of those games that I was just talking about. In the case of Patrick Mahomes, he's won all those games that I'm talking about. So, man. I don't know, again, if there's ever been a player in the history of sports that's been more like a tick. You just, you can't kill him. You can't get rid of him. You can try to squash him, right? You can take out your liger and try to burn him. You can do whatever you want to do. But, man, it just, it's unbelievable. It's truly unfathomable what we watch. Now, I'm not suggesting that coming up this game on Sunday versus the Cincinnati Bengals, I'd like to see the Chiefs build themselves any sort of a deficit. But I am saying this, especially at the crib where the Chiefs are going to have their, count them with me, not one, not two, not three, but fourth fourth straight NFC championship game. Think about that. In the history of Arrowhead Stadium, before they drafted Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs hosted a grand total of, wait for it, zero AFC championship games. And now they've hosted an AFC championship game Every single year that this guy's been the starting quarterback. I mean, he's definitely on trajectory to be called the greatest of all time, especially if he goes out there and cashes in with this particular Super Bowl. It's going to mean you have to beat the Cincinnati Bengals at home where the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. The money line is minus 350. Cincinnati on the comeback is plus 275. So if I'm talking a little over your head, if you're not a big money guy or gal, here's how that works. It's based on $100, so plus $275 for Cincinnati. If you put a $100 wager down and you win, you'll get back your $100 plus $275. The vice versa, if you want to take the Chiefs and you want to win $100, you have to risk $350 to win $100. So that's how sure Las Vegas is that the Chiefs are going to win this football game We were talking about a couple of weeks ago versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, how big of an upset that it would be, one of the biggest upsets of all time at Arrowhead. One of the teams is much better. The quarterback's much better and the coach and all these different things, the experience. I'm not saying that in this round it would be that big of an upset. Hell, since he beat them just a month ago. But if we wake up on Monday morning and we're not talking about the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be very, very surprised. Only because... Sometimes in football and sometimes in life, when you come really close to something bad, and the Chiefs came really close to something bad, you play free. You work free, right? It's almost like you're, it's, it's house money at that point. I don't know if you've ever gone to Las Vegas, but the term house money, like when you're playing with it, that's a real thing. When you're not gambling tight, when you don't need it to pay your hotel room the next night, sometimes you make a little bit of money doing that. On the flip side, Cincinnati's kind of doing the same thing, right? Like, they're not supposed to win this game. They're coming as a touchdown underdog. Joe Burrow knows he's not Patrick Mahomes. Zach Taylor knows he's not Andy Reid. This game's not being played in Cincinnati like it was a month ago when they beat him. Bengals, if you start checking the boxes, aren't going to get a lot of them. So I do think the Chiefs are going to go out there and win this football game. We'll break it down with all the props here for the next hour because I was looking on Bovada where I bet 
there's 368 props for this particular game. You can literally bet what you think the exact score is going to be on Bovada. Like, give me a score, Julio, and I'll look at it. Give me like a realistic score that you think it could be. 34-24. Chiefs, I assume? Yeah, that'd be correct. 34-24. Well, I was going to just mute your mic the rest of the way if you said Bengals. 34-24 Chiefs. Um, You can get that at 98-1 to on your money if you guess the exact right score. Pretty good odds. I mean, it feels worth, honestly, put down two bucks. You have a little bit of fun. Until the Chiefs are at 40, and then you're screwed. But, you know, until then, it'll be a good time. Julio Sanchez, Sports Machine, Sean Levine. We're talking Chiefs most of the way. We'll touch on that San Francisco and Rams game and a couple of the props coming up in a little bit. With all the teams in the NFC this year that were talked about, I feel like it was Green Bay got a lot of love. Dallas got a lot of love. Tampa Bay got a lot of love. The Rams just kind of kept playing football and winning a lot of games and hosted a game and put us, you know. See, I feel like they got a lot of love, too, especially after the trades they made. Yeah, uh, I absolutely. Don't, I don't think that people – I think that they're, they were flashy and they made moves that people talked about them. I didn't hear them talked about as a Super Bowl threat, did I, you? Like a yeah, real one? Yeah, like, like it was Super Bowl or bust, I mean, with all the moves they were making, not just – you know, specifically relevant or relevant to the moves, but the general media consensus was they need to win it. You know that they were talked about after those other three teams, like Green Bay was talked about much more. No, I mean, I, I feel like they were right up there. Really? I would say it was those top four. Okay, well, yeah. we'll agree to disagree on that. We definitely are going to agree that San Francisco kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that was a yeah, team yeah. that at the beginning of the year, they had pretty high expectations. So I was looking back at what Las Vegas thought they were going to do with the additional game. Their over-under was nine and a half. So they had to win 10 games. They had to go 10 and seven, which essentially I think is what they ended up doing. Man, the way they did it, where they won a bunch of games in a row. Think about this. If the Chiefs win on Sunday and a San Francisco who comes in as a three and a half point underdog wins on Sunday, over-under in that game at Los Angeles is 45 and a half. Two out of the last three years, it'll be the same Super Bowl. Who saw that coming? Honestly, I figured that the Chiefs would get to a bunch of these things, but as far as the NFC goes, I thought pretty much every time it would be a different opponent, right? You might see Tampa one year. You might see Dallas one year. Next year, it's going to be a different team. Somebody's going to get hot. Somebody's going to draft a right quarterback. Maybe it'll be back. You know, But I, didn't, I never thought that San Francisco really had a whole lot of staying power, mainly because of Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're going to find themselves in a hell of a situation here. If they go back to another Super Bowl, or let's say they go, they go out there, I don't think it's going to happen, win their next two games, and hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Man, they spent their first-round draft pick on Trey Lance this year. What do you do then? Jimmy! So, I mean, if it gets to that point, that's a good problem to have, right? It is, yeah. yeah that's one of the first-world problems is what they call them. So, again, we'll put the Bills game in the rearview mirror, even though it's probably the most exciting game that any of us have ever watched or listened to. Um, by the way, the Super Bowl odds are updated. I'll get you those on the other side. Of course, as you can imagine, the Chiefs are almost at even money. They're like one and a half to one right now to win the Super Bowl, so you can't make a ton of money on them. I do wonder, and I'm curious about the Chiefs running back situation in this particular game, because even though most of us forgot about McKinnon, he was kind of an afterthought, like it was Williams, and it was, well, I guess it was Edwards Alaire, and then it was Williams, and then it was whoever else got an opportunity, and then it was McKinnon, and now here we are. It's almost like the last couple of years where we talked about certain running backs the entire way, and now that the championship game's here, it's a different guy. Really, if you think about it, like, remember what Daryl became 
in the playoffs the last couple of years. And now we're not talking about him. We're not talking about any of those guys. We're not talking about Edwards Alaire. It's going to be very interesting how the Chiefs decide to split the running back carries because both quarterbacks are going to throw the ball around a lot coming up on Sunday. So the over-under for passing attempts for Joe Burrow in this game is 38 and a half. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That Check a this lot. out. The over-under for Patrick Mahomes is 39 and a half. So essentially, if he puts up 40 passes, it's weird though, Julio, because most of the time, I don't care how good your quarterback is, if he puts up 40 plus passes, it's probably because they're trying to come back, right? It's probably because the team is losing, likely getting their asses kicked, and they go out there and they need to throw the ball around. True. I don't think that's the only, like, I think the Chiefs could find themselves in a situation where Patrick Mahomes goes 29 of 40 and three touchdowns and 350 yards. I've seen it so often this time of year where I might play the overs on that. By the way, speaking of the overs, we're going to talk about a lot of props here because I've got the props on the both teams, total points, the largest lead of the game, the odds that a defense or special teams touchdown is going to get scored. I got all kinds of quarterback props. We got cheap props for the Bengals. We got props for the Chiefs. I got one or two for the officials. Instead of Levine's locks, Julio, we got Levine's props. Wow. You like that? I am shocked. You like that? <laughs> we are switching it up. You are feeling feisty tonight. I guess so. I'm feeling something. We'll take like a break that. on the other side. I'll get you my favorite Levine's props right here. It's Cook Your Bookie, Julio Sanchez, and the sports machine, Sean Levine, right here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Hello, my name is Sean. That guy is Julio. Nice to meet you. Hello, Julio. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. We're trying to make some money. I'll give you the updated Super Bowl odds. You know, the Chiefs, at the beginning of the year, were hanging around 7-1 to one when things weren't going great after that loss to Buffalo early on in the year. They got all the way down to, I want to say their low mark was 10 to 1. That's as low as I saw them, 10 to 1. Right now, the Chiefs are basically 1 to 1. one like, they're like 1.3 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I remember talking about the beginning of this playoff run that the field felt a little bit um, down compared to other playoff fields. And now that we're here with the four teams left, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but the beginning of the year, if I said there's going to be four teams left, you're going to have home field advantage. And those four teams are you, Cincinnati, the Rams, and San Francisco. Again, nothing against those teams, but it sounds a whole lot better than if I would have said Buffalo, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay, right? Like, does, I'm just saying, when I, when I say it out loud, that sounds like a little bit of a tougher path, but now we know what it is. The Chiefs are a seven-point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead for the fourth straight year hosting the AFC Championship game. The over-under is interesting at 54-and-a-half. It's the same number Julio was for that Bills game. The Chiefs and the Bills scored, what was it, 20, I think it was like 25 points in the last two minutes of that game or something crazy. You, you weren't really tripping if you had the overs in that game because it was back and forth the entire time. I wouldn't be surprised if this one is very similar when it comes to score 
and pace. Like, I think both teams are going to go back and forth. I think both teams are going to have a lead. Julio, if you can, pull up what was the exact score the first time around because I think it kind of feels like the game could be played out in a very similar fashion because, quite frankly, even though at times this year both these defenses were able to step up, we all know what the Chiefs did. Beginning of the year, they sucked. End of the year, they kind of sucked. But beginning, middle of the year, they were pretty good. If you look at Cincy, they're kind of the same thing. Like, half their games, their defense was great. Half their defense... Half the games their defense was suspect, suspect. I think that we're going to see a game that both teams can score on each other. What was the final score of the first game? We could, uh, you know, we have magical technology back here. 34 31 Bengals. So. Yeah. So, six, what's that, 65 total points? That would be I, correct. I don't know if it goes that high, but you, I wouldn't be you surprised don't think if. So? After no. Watching the Chiefs offense last week and the, mm. the Bengals with the worst defense. If I'm really going to call a spade a spade, man, there's no reason that that last minute of the Bills game ended the way that it did. Like, you would think that one team would be able to control the clock opposed to putting it basically in in, in the hands of fate and overtime and a coin flip and all those different things. Like, if there's there's a minute and change left in a game, there shouldn't be three possessions. There's three touchdowns. That's silly. Well, you're absolutely right. There, There shouldn't be, but when you have two quarterbacks that are playing at the level and the caliber that they were but playing But you also at. have two defenses yeah, that are I mean, trying everything they can the do with 11 guys on the field and the coordinator to make sure that that exact thing doesn't happen. But all of that doesn't matter when you have two quarterbacks. You you can have the be- uh, Bills had the number one defense in the NFL. It, do- it didn't and matter. The, and the Chiefs made him look like my nephew's yes. Pop Warner defense. Yes, and Josh Allen carved the Chiefs up, the secondary up. Like Swiss cheese. So could that happen There's again? There's nothing you could do about so it. So could that happen again in the Cincinnati game? Sure. I mean, sure. Well, see, I think yes on Patrick Mahomes' side. I don't think Joe Burrow is there yet to where he could he could he could pull a Josh Allen and go toe to toe. I disagree. I don't think we've seen it because we've seen a little bit. You know, obviously Josh Allen's been the, the league longer. He has the potential to do that, but I I don't think he's there yet. To be fair, this is also his first huge stage opportunity. Exactly. Right. This is the playoffs. Yeah. They won a couple of games. Now you're going on the road against. It's a lot to ask of, of a second-year quarterback. You're going against the team, and you're going against the dude. Like, even if, let's say Buffalo would have won that game, and he still had to go on the road to be a tall task, and we'd be comparing those two guys and saying how close they to Mahomes and all those different questions would come up. Man, now you're going against Mahomes. It's going against the baby goat. You're going against the dude. Like, so. The baby goat. We'll, we'll, I mean, there's, a, there's a chance. And I hope this happens, and I don't mean this metaphorically, that he poops his pants right down the side. I mean, I've seen that happen a That's lot. Not, uh, well, look, <laughs> that that offensive line plays the way they played last week. He's going to be pooping his pants. Is this just year two for Burrow? Is yes, that right? that is correct. Goodness, he's come a long way in his second yeah, year. That's what I'm saying, man. First and second year quarterbacks at Arrowhead typically look more like Ryan Leaf than Peyton Manning most of the time. So hopefully that happens again. I got some numbers for the quarterbacks if you're curious as far as props go in this game. Uh, total passing yards. Joe Burrow's over under is 288. He averaged 286 passing yards per game this season. Patrick Mahomes over under 290. It feels like when the playoffs come around, Pat throws for 300 in his sleep. I tend to like the overs on both of those just because what we were talking about. I think if there's going to be one side of the ball that dominates in this game, it's going to be the offense for both teams. Um, as far as, like we said, passing attempts, a high number for both of them. Burrow's at 38.5. Patrick Mahomes at 39.5. More passing yards in the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, but you're going to have to pay a little bit of a fee for it. You get Patrick Mahomes at minus 180. Joe Burrow on the comeback at plus 150. 
to throw for more passing yards. That's the thing, though, because the Chiefs could get a big lead, and then Burrow's going to throw the ball and come back, and the Chiefs could get the lead with a couple of big runs like we saw in the last game. So it's not as obvious, maybe, as it seems on the surface. Here's an interesting one, man. Well, real quick, their interception numbers, uh, basically even money. So you got to pay Patrick Mahomes minus 120, Joe Burrow is minus 160 on that. So you got to pay for it. Here's an interesting one, though. Check this out. Rushing yards. So I went on the BetQL network. I'm kind of their Chiefs guy, right, whenever they need somebody. And I went on on Sunday. This was a week ago when they played Pittsburgh. And they asked me, they go, who's going to be the leading rusher in this game? Because at that point, we didn't know who it was going to be. We still don't know. We still don't know. Yeah, right. And I said, don't be shocked if it's Patrick Mahomes. And my whole theory on this is. Look at you. Well, my whole theory was that they're not going to necessarily design rushes. But during the regular season, Mahomes is not a running quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He, 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 he's an evading quarterback. He can scramble in the he pocket. He moves side to side. He moves up and down. But typically, he looks to still throw the football. I don't know if that's because he's so good at it. I don't know if it's because it's so valuable. I don't know if it's because what happened to his knee a few years ago. But he's not really a running quarterback. Once the playoffs come around, and it's been this way his whole career, dude turns into an actual running quarterback where instead of looking down the field like he typically would, he'll tuck the ball, he'll look for a blocker, and he'll look for the extra yards. Like He's not always looking to slide. So I was making that point to the guys because they were saying, well, you know, who do you think will score a touchdown this game? And I said, you know what? Mahomes is going to throw a couple. Don't be surprised if he rushes for one. Now I was saying that in the Pittsburgh game. Is is this is this on record? Do we do we have a recording of this? Because I, I I'm not sure I believe you. It's got to be you somewhere. Said you yeah. said this. Yeah, okay. on national radio on the yeah. Beck Q1 network. Savant. Over so, here. I, but I said it versus Pittsburgh for just for complete clarity. He was good running the football against Pittsburgh, but he was great running the absolutely. football last game. I mean, he absolutely carved the Buffalo Bills up, and he got in the end zone and did all these different things. Where I think that that's the guy that you're going to see. Every playoff game going forward for Patrick Mahomes now and the rest of time, at least while he's young and still has those fresh legs, because you want to talk about, I was thinking about this when I couldn't sleep the other night. I was thinking, I was, I was watching some cheese highlights from that game. And then, you know, the old expression, oh, I bet Patrick Mahomes keeps defensive coordinators up at night. And as I was up at night and I was watching Patrick Mahomes highlights, I was thinking that has to be so true right now. Because not only is he playing great football and you've seen the numbers in the playoffs and the touchdown to interception ratio and the quarterback rating and all these different things, but at least you'd be back back in the regular season, you could at least generally keep him in the pocket and he's vulnerable to getting sacked and all those different things. Now he'll just roam the football, which means you have to have a spy, which means you have one less guy either blitzing essentially Patrick Mahomes or staying back in the secondary. So you're taking another guy off the field in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes, just based on the way that he plays. I like all the overs on all these props. Again, I got some Cincinnati props for you. I got some defensive props for you. I got some more chiefs props. I got some more Mahomes props and there's one for the officials. That's right. And I guess for a second, we'll talk about some of the San Francisco and Los Angeles Rams props. Cause it's kind of, Kind of curious that the Rams, home game, road game, home game, by home game, could be their path to win the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that on the other side. That fine-looking chap, that's Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you for another half hour. Right here on 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. What are you trying to put me in a trance here? I feel like I'm in a rave. Are you dogging on my beats? No, 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 no. I'm not dogging on your beats. It's just I feel like I need a glow stick. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm here for that kind of party. I feel, like, feel like we should be sleeping in a, in a tent tonight or something. I can still do that. I'm not that. Oh, yeah, I'm that old. But give it a shot. You know, I felt so old when I went to two summers ago. I went to g Easy. He was with uh, Lil Uzi. I, I remember when he came here. Did you go to the show? I did not. I was going to say, I wish I went with I you because at least then I'd have somebody in my like same decade. Bro. Oh, my God. And the worst part about it was, so, I mean, I like Jeezy, but. 25 and younger. Oh, dude. Like, that's the average age was like 17, no. dude. Yeah. <laughs> and And the homie that I went with, it was me, my boy, and he had two girls with him. So there were four of us. And I asked him the night before, when I was buying my tickets, I was like, yo, I'm just going to get lawn tickets. Is that cool? And my boy's a space case, so he was like, yeah, no, whatever, dude. And then the next day, the day of the show, he bought tickets for him and the girls, and he bought them front row tickets. So not only did I get to hear about how dope the show was from the front, my ass is in the lawn with, like, a bunch of teenagers uh, by myself. Uh, and they're sounds, calling me sir and stuff. Like, yeah. This sounds like a little bit of a discus. So he got both girls to himself then, huh? Yeah, but, I yeah, feel like he did this on purpose. Definitely. I was pissed. Right? He had he both girls to himself, and I was in the lawn, and I was old, and it was embarrassing. And, you know, got that rave thing going on. Hey, my buddy can't make it now. You know. That is DJ Julio Sanchez. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I give you the updated Super Bowl odds in the last segment. But before we do that, we have a lot of other props to get to because, let's be honest, if you're – if you're watching this particular game, the thing that matters the most is that the Chiefs just win by a point. I don't care how they win. I don't care if it's an offense game, defense game. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care about Pat's numbers. I don't care about if it's Edwards Alaire, McKinnon, or Kelsey. Or ba- I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn. Once you get to this point, it's just go out there and win the football game. All that being said, if you don't think I'm going to bet, you're nuts. So let's keep going over Levine's props. I usually give you Levine's locks, but let's be honest. There's only two games, so... It's more fun doing this. Travis Kelsey catches. What do you think it is, Julio, before I give you the number? Uh, 10? No, lower. Six and a half. So he has to catch what? seven balls. Even money. Oh, that's easy. He averages 6.5 catches. So it's almost like they know what they're doing. Yeah, playoffs a different story. Oh, by the way, on the text line, I appreciate all the love. It's good to talk to you guys. Uh, I... Somebody asked me what's the name of the website that I was talking about that I bet on. It's bovada.lv, B-O-V-A-D-A.lv. Unless you were asking about the BetQL network, which, you know, you can catch me 4 to 6 p.m. on Saturdays. Shameless plug. On the BetQL network. Good job. Yeah, I think Kelsey goes over to uh, Tyree Kill is the same number. Six and a half, so he has to catch seven. Both seem low. Yeah, but that's the problem. That's what they want you to do is they want a sucker like you that's a Chiefs fan to bet the overs on both of them. That... It's kind of like it's kind of like having two big time score. It's kind of like having Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like, yeah, they can both put up thirty. Can they both put up thirty in the same game? It's kind of tough. It happens. Pick one or the other. Yeah, why not both? Take both. Where are your balls at? It's a playoffs. That's, that's what I'm saying. Kelsey six, Hill six and a half. How about this one? Byron Pringles 
Longest catch, 17 and a half yards. I'm taking the under on that. <laughs> I'm 100% taking the Why under. Why do you take the unders on that? Uh, You're all over all these pass catchers. Byron Pringle was really good last I time. I'm a very big Byron Pringle supporter. Doesn't sound like I, it. I don't. Ta- I'm not taking him. <laughs> I'm not wasting my money on him. That. Not that way. Sounds like you prefer ruffles over Pringles. Uh, they I do like, have ridges. I like stacks. I'm more of a stacks guy. Stacks? Never had them. Heard of them. McCool Hardman, longest catch, 15 and a half. You want to talk about just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it <laughs> sticks? Like, I don't know. Is he going to catch the ball? If he does, it'll probably be over 15 and a half. Maybe they give him, like, one of those screens and he goes for 16. If I have to play the unders on some of these cheese props, I guess that's the one. Hardman's just... Yeah, but he, that's the only time they get him the ball, right, is is, is those... Uh those flashy plays where he has the opportunity to break out like that. I, I would I would take the over for him as opposed to Byron Pringle. There used to be a guy on this football team called Sammy Watkins, and it was very similar when it came to betting props. Like, I don't know. I, I love to gamble. I love to bet. I'm a risk taker by nature. But you're asking me if Sammy Watkins and you're going to put a number out there? I don't know. It's going to be somewhere between zero and 100. Like, same thing with McCole Hardman. So... Yeah, I'll probably play the unders on that. Um, on the defensive side, Melvin Ingram to get a sack, three to one. You want to talk about an under the radar mm. move that's mm. really paid off? It's almost like MV Pinnell part two. Like Melvin Ingram has been awesome on steroids. I w- I would not I would not. I think it's a much he's had a much bigger impact than Pinnell. I, I liked I liked what Mike Pinnell did. But it's not even on the same, not even close. Statistically, it's not, but I would say production it is. And I would say value. Like, the Chiefs needed Mike Pinnell that year. Oh, they needed him. The same way the Chiefs needed to go out and get Melvin Ingram. Yes. I didn't I didn't know they needed either one of those guys. Did you? Like, when they got him, I they thought, eh, who cares? They needed Ingram this uh, with the, the way we, we, the first six, seven games of the season, uh, that pass rush. I'm not saying, awful, I'm not saying, they Julio, that the Chiefs didn't need a pass rush. We knew that. What I'm saying is when they got Melvin Ingram, did you think he was going to be Melvin Ingram from five years ago or from I five months ago? This kind That's of what I'm saying. Same thing with Mike Pennell. When they got him, yeah. I was like, who? Remember yeah, we were calling him Mike Pennell and all those yeah, things? Mike Pennell had no track record of any type of production. Either has Melvin Ingram for years. Years. It's probably, probably been a year. No, years. Look at his numbers. It's been like three years since that guy was even relevant in the NFL, and he's been awesome for the Chiefs. Three and a half to one. Frank Clark to get a sack, one and a half to one. Mm. Even money. Mm. Essentially. I mean, in the playoffs, you know, he does get a lot of sacks. W- were you taking the under on the, uh, the Ingram? Three to one. I'll play it. Play it? Yeah. Right. yeah. I'll play 20 to win 60. I'm not going to put a bunch down on it. And then as far as interceptions go, I were on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Charvarius Ward. Charvarius. (laughs) Nine to one. Um, Legereus Sneed. Legereus. What what is happening? I'm not sure. Nine to one to get an interception. Honey Badger, five to one to get an interception. Again, Joe Burrow. If he throws the ball around a lot, especially if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs have a big lead and since he's trying to come back, man, that's going to be fun. Like once you see him drop back and start to try to throw those long bombs, and you got nine to one odds on a couple of members of the Chiefs secondary, you got twenty bucks to win one eighty. If a guy gets an interception, you got twenty to win a hundred on the Honey Badger. You see a tip ball go up in the air. Oh, that'll get you off your futon. Julio Sanchez, sports machine, Sean Levine. Again, the numbers, the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite, minus 350. Big-time favorites at home. 
to go to their third straight Super Bowl, hosting their fourth straight AFC Championship. Cincinnati on the comeback, plus 275. The over-under is 54.5. I'm nervous about the over-under. I don't really have a lot of good advice for you. I think that's the right number. Julio likes the over, thinks there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. Real quick, San Francisco getting 3.5 at the Los Angeles Rams. The over-under in that game is 45.5. Man, you want to talk about a team that has all the talent in the world. You're talking about the Los Angeles Rams, right? Like, if we start listing teams in the NFL that have the best players, that have the best rosters, that have the best coach, right? So if you go from the very top of the totem pole to the very bottom, I would say the Chiefs are pretty high up there, if not number one. But then you're not going to get to a lot more teams before you say the Los Angeles Rams. Maybe you think that Tampa's more talented. Maybe you think that um, Buffalo perhaps has more talent on both sides of the ball. Maybe you're an idiot. You think Dallas does. That was an argument earlier this year, how, how much talent they had and all that stuff. Remember their coaches, the guy sucks. All that being said, the Rams, Julio said it earlier, like from their perspective, it's a Super Bowl or bust type season. I would say it's been that way now for the last few years. It's almost like that's the way that they've positioned themselves where they've kind of tried to buy a championship more so than any of these other playoff teams. Like think about all these other playoff teams, completely homegrown. Well, mostly homegrown. With the Chiefs, Josh Allen, uh, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, all these teams. I suppose except for Tennessee, they went out there and, you know, went out and got a quarterback and all those different things, made a couple of moves on the defensive side of the ball. The Los Angeles Rams aren't even shy about it. They don't even care. Legitimately. Name a good player on their team, not name Aaron Donald, and I'll tell you where he played before he got to the Rams, which is cool. And my only point is that you can do it the Brett Veach way, which is find your guy in the draft, eventually pay that guy, make a couple of shrewd moves in free agency, a couple of good late-round draft picks, build your offensive line, get Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you can be really good for a long time. The Rams are just doing it a different way. They got a really good young head coach, like 20 years younger than Andy Reid. They got an old quarterback, like 20 years older than Patrick Mahomes. But again, with a win... Both teams end up in the Super Bowl. Here's the interesting thing. It'll be two years in a row that the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl on the road. What the hell? As the road, techni- I guess. The home team the on the road. Team, yes. That doesn't really matter, though. Who cares what color jersey? Who cares what locker room you're in? What city are you in? Where are the fans? Do you have to drive 2,000 miles or do you have to drive 20? Now, look, it's Los Angeles, and nobody cares about football. Let's just call it what it is. Like, those Rams fans aren't real Rams fans. They just have Rams shirts and live in Los Angeles. They're probably not even from there. They're probably just rich people that have money, like Lakers fans. San Francisco gets three and a half points. It'd be crazy if the Chiefs win and Frisco wins, and then for the second time in three years, we're having a lot of the same conversations. Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy. Travis Kelsey versus George Kittle. Both on the defensive side of the ball versus Jones. I'm, I'm down for it. But I think the most exciting, most intriguing matchup, Kansas City and the Rams. You want to talk about the greatest show on turf. Coming up next, speaking of those Rams, do they have the second best odds to win the Super Bowl behind the Chiefs? I'll tell you everybody's odds. We'll go over the final Levine's props and our predictions right here. 
It's Cook Your Bookie. Let's make some money. Julio on the Sports Machine on 610 Sports Radio. No, no, notorious. You're listening to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Cook Your Bookie here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Julio Sanchez and me. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I uh, sometimes want to make a bet when I shouldn't because I'm a degenerate like that. If I have a little bit of money in my old gambling account and it worked out well for me last night, I had the Colorado Avalanche. Ask me to name two players on the Avalanche ever. Can't do it. I was just going to say, betting, betting high. Patrick Wall. Oh, uh, new low. what was my guy's name? Peter Forsberg. There, I did it. But anyway, they were down three to one in the third period with 10 minutes left. And they gave me 20 to one odds they'd come back and win the game. So it's three to two. And I'm like, uh, and I bet it. I bet 10 bucks to win 200. So, and I, I didn't know anything about it. It was just the last action that I could get last night. And I don't even remember who they played for the sake of this conversation, to be honest with you. Ten minutes left, they were down three to one. And then with three minutes left, I checked the score, and they were down three to two. I was like, all right. Then I look up, and the game's in overtime. So now I'm Uh-oh. I'm a hockey goal Uh-oh, away from winning right? $200. But then again, if I check back and I see that they lost by a goal, I'm going to be heartbroken. Like, that's going to suck. And they won, dude. How about that? The Avalanche with two goals, and then apparently, what 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 do they what do you do in hockey? Like, did they go to overtime or whatever happened? There was money in my account, so how about that? Um, as far as the sports that I know about, like football, here are your updated Super Bowl odds. Now, everybody probably thinks that the Chiefs are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and that is accurate at plus one thirty. If you're curious, last week. So here's how it worked: beginning of the year, the Chiefs were seven to one. When they suck for a while, they got as low as 10 to 1. By the end of the season, they were back to 7 to 1. Last week, they were like three and a half, four to 1. And right now, you can't make any money. Sorry. That's life. Should have got on them when you should have got on them either when they sucked or at the beginning of the year. If you're a real cheese fan, if you're a real gambler, if you had any sort of confidence in them, you know, like your boy. Now I wish that I would have put down more than a 20 spot when I got him at 7 to 1, but it is what it is. Chiefs are plus 130, the Rams are plus 210, San Francisco's plus 450, and Cincinnati's 7 to 1. So for those that don't understand the plus minus, Chiefs are even money, basically. They have just as good a chance to win the Super Bowl as to not win the Super Bowl. The Rams are 2 to 1, San Francisco's almost 5 to 1, and Cincinnati a little bit more than 7 to 1. The thing about betting futures with only four teams left is this. You really have to just look at the matchup right now opposed to what the next one would be. What I'm trying to say is the reason Cincinnati is such a long shot isn't because they're that much worse than the Rams or San Francisco. It's because they have to come into Kansas City. Let's say Cincinnati somehow pulls off the upset. Let's say San Francisco somehow pulls off the upset. Well, then all of a sudden... You got the Bengals at seven and a half to one. You got San Francisco at four and a half to one. Sounds like an awful Super Bowl. Doesn't it though? That sounds like it sounds like the Joe Montana Boomer Esiason Super Bowl when I was like, 
Oh man, I don't know. Like if that, if that was a Super Bowl three, I, I don't think I would watch. Quite on, and, and I'm being honest about that. Well, guess what? Guess what? The highest rated Super Bowl that's ever been viewed in the history of television is Julio. I'm gonna go with the 2019 Super Bowl. I'm gonna go with the well, and this is 95 percent true. At least it was a couple of years ago. Last time I checked, <laughs> okay. the uh, the Bengals. I think it is the Bengals. Check that out though. Check that. I th- check out. Just Google. Highest rated Super Bowl of all time. Because now there's so many more television sets and ways to watch it. It makes me think you're probably right. That it's got to be something more recent or something involving the Patriots. But I know for a long time the most viewed Super Bowl ever was San Francisco versus Cincinnati. Let's hope that that's not the Super Bowl that we're talking about. Let's hope we're talking about Kansas City versus somebody. Again, the Chiefs plus 130. The Rams plus 210. Frisco plus 450. Cincinnati plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. As soon as you find that information, Julio, just go ahead and chime in. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites against the Bengals coming up on Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead. Remember, it was just a month ago that Cincy ended up winning this football game, 34-31. That is, what, 65 total points. The over-under in this game is 54-and-a-half. Remember, the Chiefs are coming off of an absolute shootout versus the Buffalo Bills where, what was it, 25 points, 26 points was scored in the final minute of that football game. The, uh, the other game, San Francisco, is a three-and-a-half-point underdog on the road at the Los Angeles Rams. 45-and-a-half is the total in that game. As far as some more props go while we're on the conversation, uh, both teams to score 25-plus points, kind of like they did the first time around. You can get two-to-one money on that. Julio says it's going to happen. So if it's going to, you can go ahead and get two-to-one money on that. Largest lead of the game, 16-and-a-half points. I I don't think the Chiefs are ever going to get down 17 points in this game, right? I find that hard to believe. Can no. the Chiefs be up 17 points in this game? For sure. For sure. Yes, absolutely. And I guess it's not com- I guess it's not completely impossible to say that the Chiefs would be down 17. I mean, we've seen in a couple of different playoff games and they came back and won, but it almost feels like because of what happened against Buffalo that the Chiefs are playing with house money at this point, which makes me think they're going to be more relaxed, probably take an early lead. And if we're saying that one team gets blown out in this game, if it happens to the Bengals coming up on Sunday, Joe Burrow kind of the situation's too big, second-year quarterback on the road versus the future GOAT, Zach, uh, Tom, uh, Zach uh, Taylor versus Andy Reid. Like, if we're checking the boxes, we're checking a lot of them in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs are seven-point favorite. Cincinnati is uh, plus 275 on the money line. Travis Kelsey, his over-under for catches in this game is six. The one that I really like, this is a crazy one, Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. So last game, Mahomes rushing yards, 17 and a half. He had that taken care of five minutes into the game. You already won. You were, That was done. They doubled it. Now he has to rush for 35 yards in and, this particular and I game. And I will take the under. The under? Yes, I will. Why are you going to take the under? Uh, I think it w- he made it such a point to go out of his way to run last week that the Bengals know, right, That's a, that he's an actual threat there, so he doesn't need to. I mean, they're going to have to respect that now. By the way, uh, the uh, highest-rated Super Bowl 2015, New England, Seattle. Oh, huh. all right. Well, I lied. What are you going to do? Not, not even not even close. Let's call it a fib. You know. Well, why don't you give me the list then? Where was it? Was it top five? You don't know, do you? 
Uh, for the Bengals? Yeah. I don't even think it's listed last time the Bengals went there. And it wouldn't be. I mean, you have to think how how long. That was like, what, 30-plus years ago? It Longer was, than that? Yeah, um, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. I mean, Joe, dude, it was Joe Montana versus Boomer Sison. Yes, it was. It was it was quite a long time ago. Cook your bookie here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Here's a, here's a crazy one. So I disagree with you. I would take the overs on Mahomes rushing yards only because, yeah, we saw a couple design rushes, especially the touchdown, but it feels like one, this is to get to the Super Bowl, bro. So it's not like Patrick Mahomes is ever going to be shy to rush the football or to dive or to try to get the extra yards or to not slide or to go over the top. Like, he will do that in this game. So I'll play the overs. It's going to be nerve-wracking. He'll get like 37, 38, something like that. Joe Burrow's a good scrambling quarterback, right? Like, you would think – I would actually say, as far as scrambling quarterbacks go, these two guys are very comparable. Like, neither one of them necessarily, in the regular season, look to make the big play with their feet, but they can... Throw first, but not afraid to run second. And they're both really good laterally and avoiding the rush and keeping their eyes downfield. So you would think, now that I gave you Patrick Mahomes over-under rushing yards in this game, 34-and-a-half, Joe Burrows has to be around, like, 20-something. Joe Burrows total, 8-and-a-half. And which which is even more crazy considering the, the offensive line that he has because he's back there running for his life. Not only that, but you got to remember that sacks take away rushing yards yeah, for a quarterback. So who's the <laughs> most who's sacks, the most sacked quarterback you know. in the NFL this true. year? Joe Burrow. Didn't think about that one. So again, it's kind of funny because if you decide to play these props, you kind of like. A lot of catch-22s. If you're going to take this number, then this probably isn't going to happen. If this happens, this one's might not going to happen. Like we're talking about with Joe Burrow. Total passing yards, 288. Total completions, 38 and a half. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Chiefs if Joe Burrow throws for 290 yards and 40 attempts? I don't know, but I know this much. I'm looking forward to it. Coming uh, up on Sunday. Yes, Julio. By the way. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Make the, this a uh, strong Cincinnati. point because we're wrapping things up here. Uh, oh, I guess we are. Uh, Cincinnati, not even close. Uh, 1989 against San Fran, they had a 43.5 rating. That was better than the uh, 2019, believe it or not, uh, 2008, yeah, 2019 Super Bowl. However, it's not even in the top 10, man. Thank you for that, Julio. I meant like, screw you for like that, Julio. We could have literally just ended the show. Wonderful story. And you I had to cut me everybody. off to literally tell me how dumb I am. We know that. People know that. They've heard me before. I've been working here forever. Come on, dude. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. You're welcome. This You're guy. welcome, America. This, this guy. That's Julio Sanchez. You know me. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Oh, on Sunday, I'll be back uh, after the Chiefs here? game. You're going to yeah. be here? Yeah. Like if the key card still works, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll come and me and Chris Unocero take over the microphone for post-post game, so after the Chiefs game. So we're all going to party and be drunk, or we're going to be pissed off and drunk. But Either way, we'll be drunk. Us. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm the sports machine. Talk to you next week. 610 Sports Radio. to Cook Your Bookie with Sean Levine. Thursday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 